You're listening to the Unsigned Chat Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 43 of the Unsigned Chat podcast. Before I kick this week's podcast off, I just want to give a big thanks to everybody who's listened to our podcast in 2020, and also to all the artists who have been on the podcast throughout 2020 as well. 2020 has been a hard year for all artists. Shows being cancelled, rehearsals cancelled, and a lot of artists have had to adapt and kind of do more of their shows kind of online as opposed to face to face so hopefully 2021 shows will get back on the road again and be able to go out and see artists face to face in this week's podcast i'm going to be chatting with ellery Ankharad. so ellery how are you i'm good thank you how's everything going through all this craziness uh not too bad i'm trying to sort of stay creative and stay um doing things and keeping busy so just tell us about your um, new music then. You actually got a song out, haven't you? New Sin? Yes, um, I released New Sin um, nearly two weeks ago now. And um, it's had some really good feedback so far. Um, the song is about a venue in my hometown of Swansea. And uh, it's sort of the story of two lovers meeting at this uh, music venue. Is the music venue um, a real place then? Yeah, it's called, um, it's called Sin City. And um, it's kind of where I got the inspiration for the title of the song and it's like a music venue nightclub kind of venue how long did it take you to write the song um it was quite quick actually the whole process um i started um one morning and um in the middle of the first lockdown i woke up with this sort of melody stuck in my head and um i picked up my guitar and wrote it like i didn't sort of get out of bed i just brought my guitar back to bed and wrote the verses and then i revisited it a few weeks later and added like a chorus to it oh wow so it was a quick song yeah very quick sometimes that happens and how did you get into music where did that start um I think uh, I had a musical family so my mum played the piano and my dad played like saxophone and trombone so it was always in our house and then I was in school choirs and plays like musicals and then I got my first guitar at about I think I was 13 and um, just started, I loved country music, so I started um, playing a lot of that. So it must have been quite nice then, sort of being in a musical family. Yeah, definitely. I think it was, um, it's just nice to have music in the house and around all the time. It really is really inspiring. And where did your music influences come from? Um, so I listen to a lot of um, quite old country like um, and folk music. So I like James Taylor and I listen to like Dolly Parton. Um, Emmy Lou Harris, and then some Welsh folk music as well. Like I loved um, Catatonia growing up, um, and then sort of modern pop influences as well. Like I listened to a lot of Taylor Swift, Lana Del Rey, uh, Lord. So it's quite a mix. Is it very sort of diverse music though? Yeah, I think I sort of pull little bits from each one. What's your favourite Dolly Parton song? Um, I like Don Blonde, which I found this year because um, I relate to the sentiment of the song. Um, <laughs> I also love um, Here You Come Again. What did you kind of do then through the first lockdown then to kind of keep your music kind of going? Because obviously first lockdown was quite a sort of a strange one really, wasn't it? Yeah, it it was. It's sort of like gigs were all cancelled overnight and then it just kept going and you weren't quite sure when it was going to end. And obviously it obviously went on for a really long time. Um, 
I started doing live streams at first for a couple of different sort of live streaming groups on Facebook. And then I set up um, an Instagram session on Sundays where I invited like another artist to come in and we'd play songs to each other and talk about their influences and how we write songs. So it's been quite interactive. And how did you find the live stream? Did you quite enjoy that? Yeah, it's different. I, I think I, I think I'll definitely keep doing it. Like even when we're able to perform live again, it's it's something nice about sort of seeing your fans and like friends commenting and like having chats with each other on there. It's quite like interactive way of, of performing, and I found it really fun. I suppose also by streaming online, you can reach a wider audience, can't you? Yeah, definitely. Um, I had an artist called um Hallie Kearns who came in, and she was um yeah. she was live streaming from Nashville, and I was obviously live streaming from Swansea. So we sort of shared audiences then, um, across the globe. So it's been really fun in that respect. So will you? keep doing that then where you kind of bring in another artist yeah in. I think so I want to keep the uh sessions going maybe not quite as frequently but just sort of every now and again maybe do a few live sessions with other artists and are you looking forward to going back to doing proper live gigging when you can do yeah definitely I'm looking forward to that I managed to get one in um this summer like in that period where we could sort of have live music I did one in Skegness for like a little music festival okay. so I feel like I've got one one gig in this year um since since March but um I'm definitely looking forward to gigging more regularly so you managed to find one window of opportunity yeah I sort of jumped for that one um a friend of mine that I went on tour with last year was organizing a festival um in the village up in Skegness that he lives in that was handy yeah definitely had a little little (laughs) mini holiday out of that one are you making sort of any conscious plans now for when you return to gigging of things you're going to be more careful of sort of protecting yourself with obviously with coronavirus and everything um I'm definitely bringing my own microphone um I think that's sort of something I didn't think about before like because when we did that festival gig we all had to have our own microphones and and then I sort of realized like why did we ever share microphones like that's kind of not very (laughs) hygienic anyway um so I'll definitely be bringing my own microphone and probably some antibacterial wipes and things yeah because that's the thing isn't it before I mean you go to all sorts of gigs and everyone just kind of like shares yeah, microphones. Yeah, I, I think open mic nights are, are going to be sort of dead for a while unless everyone comes along with their own one. Yeah, I think that that could be the new yeah. thing, couldn't it? Everybody... One thing um, I'm quite looking forward to is the um the space. I'm assuming you'll have to have a little bit more space to perform. I often play sort of cafes where you're sort of shoved in a corner. Um, so I feel like now after all this, we'll probably have a little bit more space. So that might be nice. Was it a bit too close with you in the cafe? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes they sort of put you in a small corner and you sort of think, oh, I've got a speaker sort of on my head and, and I'm <laughs> next to a table eating dinner and it's a little bit cramped. Hopefully after all this, we'll have a, a bit more space. And um, what sort of places were you performing before? Obviously lockdown and everything happened. Um, it's so it varied quite a lot. Like I played... Um, a lot of venues in Cardiff. Um, I've played, uh, there's a place called the Moon Club um, and Club Eva Bach. I've played um, cathedrals. Um, I played Llandaff Cathedral um, a couple of years ago, but I've also done things like um, house shows. Um, I did a tour last year around Belgium and Germany, and it was mostly playing like people's living rooms and they'd invite their friends and it was sort of a donation-based shows, which was really interesting. So did you quite enjoy that then? Yeah, it worked really well for touring because I like obviously was, like slightly smaller artists. I teamed up with another girl and we went on tour around 
these places and each um each sort of house you'd stay with the with the hosts and and we'd, you'd have food with them and then you'd play the show and then you'd sort of leave the next day and move on and it it sort of worked well especially when you're on a budget touring did you like it because you get to have a good nosy around people's houses oh definitely <laughs> <laughs> no it's just it was very nice to sort of stay with the people that had just watched your show and like get to sort of chat and connect a bit more yeah so will they be doing more of them Maybe probably next year. Yeah, then. I'd love to be doing more of that. Um, I had had an Ireland tour planned for this year, which obviously hasn't gone ahead. So I'd like to reschedule that in and um, hopefully play a few more places in the UK as well. And how did the cathedral place come about then for performing? Um, it was uh, I supported a man called Blair Dunlop, who is a British folk singer, and I, I think it was quite last minute. I got asked to support him, so um. Yeah, that was a bit of a random one, but it was a very lovely sound, especially with like, the acoustics of such a large space. Yeah, I imagine that'd be quite an impressive. Yeah, place it's, it's lovely, really lovely venue. And do you do a lot of uh, sort of gigs before the pandemic happened? Were you doing quite a few? Yeah, I just sort of I just come back from two tours last year, and then um, obviously I was getting excited for twenty twenty, thinking I'll do even more and more again. But um, I do a lot of um, touring and and smaller gigs and then I also do little cover gigs and weddings and things as well so I'm always quite busy performing in some way or another. So how many shows do you do a year? Um, I think last year was about 200 which sounds absolutely mad but there's sort of some days where you'll do three a day around Christmas and then obviously January is quite bare. But 200 is still a good number though. It's a big number now now after lockdown I don't know where I ever found the energy to do that many. Do you try and each year kind of go okay this year I did 200 next year I'm going to do more yeah I did for a bit I think 200 is off my peak so far and I feel like that's probably enough but um I have always tried to sort of build on my successes in in certain ways and do you have a, a team of people so do you have anyone like books things for you market um, your managers or... no I kind of um so I have um my best friend helps with a lot of PR stuff and um helping me with sort of every sort of bits and pieces and just being like an extra pair of hands um in that area I did have a tour manager for a couple of my tours that I worked with on a sort of freelance basis but yeah I have sort of people come in and help on various projects that's probably a really good way of doing it rather than having people kind of uh, permanently yeah, just have people yeah, as and when you need as them. And when I need I feel like it's you know I can't pay people all the time to do things where there's not really jobs to do necessarily sort of between releases and and things like that but when you've got like a you're launching a big project or an album or a, or an EP or anything it's nice to have sort of extra pairs of hands in and um, for my album I had a lot of my friends perform like the other instruments on on that so it was nice to sort of work with people I know. Is music your full-time career then or do you do anything um, else? It was uh, for about the last three years it has been and I've had a couple of odd jobs in between sort of doing cafe shifts in sort of the quieter months and stuff like that um I did manage sort of um booking artists for other music venues so I've kind of sort of been at front of house and back of house a bit with that and this year I've been sort of doing anything I can really so I took on a few um like Amazon delivery shifts (laughs) um before in lockdown and um I'm now running a social media consultancy business as well so I sort of try to oh, wow. be a, a branch out a little bit and see what's um what's the word viable at the moment. <laughs> you keep hearing that word, don't we? We certainly do. It seems to be a very popular yeah. word, doesn't it? That that and clarity. Clarity, unprecedented is another one. <laughs> yes. 
there's a whole load of them isn't there, that all of a sudden you start hearing yeah definitely but, uh, but how are you doing though are you coping through all this i'm okay it's i ups and downs like i think um the launching the single this last like sort of the last two or three months really have been sort of gearing towards that sort of plan so it's nice to have something to work towards and feel like you're moving forward with something because a lot of our lives have sort of stood still um especially the first half of the year I felt a bit lost with where to go and what to do and yeah it's definitely been a bit up and down and some days you've sort of you're a bit of a loose end and you're feeling down um yeah it's just such a weird time to be living in it certainly is but I I can't wait for next year same I really hope it (laughs) sort of goes overnight I I know it won't happen quite like that but yeah, I'm I'm literally just like ready to leave Same, 2020 and now go straight into 2021. <laughs> yeah, it's such a crazy time and it's just like, yeah, let's just go straight for next yeah, year. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I remember New Year's last year thinking like, oh, 2020, like ready to ready to kick it off and then sort of we've ended up here. But Wow, that's it, isn't it? What have you got planned for 2021 then? So um, I have a couple more releases that are going to be... Um, so I've released two this year and I've got two more songs coming which are going to form um, a sort of collection of songs. So I'm going to be releasing those two in the early half of next year. And I'm not quite sure after that um, what, what we've got planned. So um, I think I'll see where it takes me. I think I've had a good, such a good response with the last two songs. I feel like I'm sort of levelling up, as it were, in, in, in the sort of industry. So... It'll be exciting to see where things do you go. Think you'll get, do you think you'll get 200 shows in next year? Um, I think I'd settle for a, a bit less. Um, it was definitely a busy year then, and I think it will be quieter sort of getting things off the ground in 2021. I feel like people are going to be more cautious after everything that's happened. Yeah. And I'm hoping that not too many venues have closed down and that people will be able to open back up again. That's it, isn't it? At the moment, it's really tough yeah. for sort of music venues and well, hospitality as a whole, really. But yeah, there's um, a venue in Swansea called uh, Bunk House, and they completely changed their whole sort of business setup in lockdown and opened as like a takeaway burger bar because they used to have burgers in the venue, and they've completely like rebranded. And even they are sort of now having to close for a little bit while they get back on their feet. So it's just a struggle for everybody. Because you guys in in Wales had um, you guys had a circuit break. Didn't yes, you? we had. So uh, when was that? That was last month. We had like a fire break. They called it lockdown for two weeks, and um, we're back open now with um, sort of the ten pm curfew still and some other restrictions on on numbers and things. But um, I'm not sure how how good the fire break's done, or if we'll have to have another one, or where it's going to go really i feel like everyone's kind of making it up as they go along i think it's getting that yeah. way isn't it i mean all the all these different names for different oh, things to do with and there's different systems everywhere it's really confusing yeah, i mean we're in sort of like a national lockdown at the moment for yes. england yes yeah, so my sister's been that... in england so i've heard about that one <laughs> then when we come out of it in the area i live in we're going to be in tier three okay are you where about which is you? the highest one so i'm just near sheffield oh, okay so uh, we go into tier three. So basically, that's basically you can't enjoy yourself. Yeah. There's no fun, oh. no fun allowed. Basically, sad state of affairs. I couldn't understand that um, five day break you got neither at Christmas. No, it's a bit, it's a bit strange. <laughs> I, I sort of feel like they, 
think people are going to break the rules anyway, so they might as well sort of control it. But it's a bit mad. I know, but you think about it normally. It's not the sort of thing you no, do. No, no, no. So how many songs have you written in sort of total so far? In total? Oh, I'm not sure now. Um, A lot, lot yeah, because I released an album <laughs> last year and I have a lot of songs that didn't make that one. So I've, I've um, of the ones I've released, I think there's about 20, I think, or 20-something. All right, so around okay. that number that I've released and they've got sort of bits of songs that I haven't released and songs that I've written with other people that didn't end up going anywhere. So it'll, it's probably quite a lot and I can't think right now how many. I always think artists should release an album that has all the songs on that have never made their albums before. That would be an interesting and the album should, And the album should be called The Songs That Never Made an Album Album. <laughs> I'll definitely keep that in mind. I think I think you should. You can have that idea. For Thank free. you. <laughs> <laughs> but I bet it would be like the most popular album as well. And you think, oh, my judgment's completely off. Could you imagine if that was like your best yeah, album yeah, exactly. ever, performance-wise? That would just be so unreal. It would be mad, wouldn't it? You'd sort of think all your all your opinions about what was good and what wasn't sort of didn't actually didn't actually work. Because how many when you sort of decide the songs to go on your album, how do you kind of look at each song and think, yes, that song's gonna make it, no, that song's not? Um so when I'm first writing them, um I, I tend to write quite a lot of uh, like a large chunk of the song in one day. So like I've got maybe like maybe two verses and a chorus and then I've just got some tweaking to do for the end. But it's it's if I can remember the tune like if I'm humming it to myself or if I've played it and my boyfriend's humming it or something, I think, right, that one's catchy. That one's a good, that one's a good, um, this one's memorable or um, just things like that really. And um, I'll send them to other people. I can do like demos in my house recording like voice notes. And um, I've got a lot of friends who are songwriters. So it's really helpful to send ideas back and forth and say like, do you think this one's got potential or should I change it in some way? So um, a, a lot of um, collaborating and and sharing music with other people is really helpful. Are you kind of quite strict with yourself on the sort of songs you put on your albums? Um, yeah, I can be. Um, I I think it's it's hard sometimes. You sort of think, oh, that song's not not very good, but it's something about that you, that you love, and it's hard to not get sort of too precious about like a line or or a verse and I, I tended when I was younger to write songs that were so long and then I couldn't work out which bits to cut out because I loved every every line um so I've definitely got better at kind of editing as I go and what's your sort of songwriting style then so do you have sort of have like a set process or does it just kind of depend on yeah it, it does depend on each song um I like to have the sort of I sometimes write from like a for, with a title or like a title in mind that especially when I'm writing with other people like I do I've done some writing sessions on zoom this year and and before I was writing um in collaboration with other people and just having like a a theme or a sort of a story even if it's not fully formed as like an idea so you're all on the same page I find really helpful and even when I'm writing by myself I like to um I like to write a lot in like metaphor so I'll pick um I've got a song called This Ship and everything in the in the lyrics was sort of related to the sea and related to a boat and kind of using that as a metaphor for like a relationship. So I write a lot like that. Um, it depends though. Sometimes I'll have a melody stuck in my head and, and sort of haven't quite worked out what the song's going to be about yet. If you had to pick one song that you've written that's your absolute best work you've ever done, what would it be? I think it's probably this one that I've just released. Um, 
you've seen is one of my favorites that I've written um I think it's one of the strongest but if I had to pick one of my sort of other favorites I really like a song called Chicago which is on my last album um and it just sort of tells the story of a time capsule and I've got this sort of box um when I studied out in the U.S. when I was younger I've collected a lot of um photos and like tickets and sort of things and I have them all in this box and then when I was moving house I I found it and I was going through it and I thought oh this is like a nice song because it's like I've got this whole time of my life in this little cardboard box. Where's the best place you've ever sort of performed? Oh that's a good question um I I loved the um Schlandaff Cathedral one actually because it was such a a different gig and and the venue was so so lovely um but also I loved a lot of the shows I did in Germany so I did um a house show in this tiny village um outside uh I think it was after I can't quite remember the name but it was near um Cologne and um it was just someone's living room but they'd invited the whole village and I thought sort of oh it'll be a very small gig it'll be like just a few people and they filled up their entire um living room with their whole village and they were all absolutely silent wow. when we were performing and it was sort of a completely acoustic gig and it was just amazing the sort of level of respect that they had for music out in Germany and their love of original music as well so that's definitely up there and if you had to pick three celebrity artists to form a super group (laughs) oh wow um I hope I can be in the super group as well um I would probably pick um Dolly Parton because I think it would just be so much fun um Taylor Swift and mm, oh can I be the third one <laughs> I feel like we, on, I've got blonde hair so I feel like we'd all fit <laughs> what would you be called then super blonde? oh something like that yeah that's a good one <laughs> I think blondie's already taken. <laughs> so where can people find you online uh, so my name is Alarian Harrod and if you can spell it you can find me on google everywhere um but you can find me on Instagram mainly. I tend to do a lot on there. Um, Twitter, I'm I'm Alarian Harrod, and Facebook. And then you can listen to my music on Spotify, um, iTunes, Apple Music, and all of the other streaming sites that people use. And then my website is alarianharrodmusic.com. Oh, well, fantastic! So it's always a challenge for people to spell your it name. Is. In, is it saying it and spelling it? And I <laughs> I realised then that I was like, oh, why have I why have I use this name but um I normally have business cards at gigs so I can say if you want to spell it come and get a card but it's been a little bit harder to do that in uh in lockdown so what does Larry mean then? um it's the name of a river in Wales which I've yet to find so one day I will I will drive up to mid Wales and find this river but um I think it okay. means river of plenty in Welsh oh that's nice <laughs> well it's been great chatting with you, you. too we really had a really lovely time and uh let us know uh, when you've got new music coming out and uh, we'll I definitely will. Thank you. you so much for having me. You're very welcome. Thank Have you a good too. Evening. Also, a big thanks to everyone who listens to our podcasts each week. Thank you so much for joining us for that. And we uh, hope you'll continue to listen to our podcasts. Hope you can join us next week for another episode of the Unsigned Chat podcast. But until then, have a great week. <laughs>